Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Robert, do you want to grunt so we can start the podcast? Um, I think we should just start the podcast with you asking, Robert, do you want to grunt so we can start the podcast? <laughs> um, that that seems avant-garde. I don't know what avant-garde means, but this is It Could Happen Here, a podcast about how things are falling apart and how maybe maybe they don't always need to be falling apart. Maybe we could do better. Uh, speaking of doing better, you know, w- one thing that sometimes helps us do better, getting getting in the face of people fucking shit up and being like, hey, that's not that's not cool. Don't be doing that. Garrison, that's your lead-in. Take it from here. Yeah. Hi. Uh, so, <laughs> we. I've been. I've been trying to keep better, be, a better job of like following ecological defense movements happening both in the states and in other countries. I know there was there was a big one up in Canada recently. Uh, there was with, a huge one in Germany too. Just yeah, the other in, day. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know the the one the one in Canada. There's a uh, the. Uh, I forget. I forget what the actual uh, indigenous group is called. Um, maybe maybe someone else. Oh, the remembers. the the um uh um House of Osauti Sante. Um, yeah, 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 the, yeah. The, the people who who uh, who t- took back their land and blocked the road off, and now they are the Unis Toten. 
the Unistotin and the Wet'suwet'en. The oh, yeah, 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 yes, yeah. Yes, thank you. Um, there we go. Yeah, basically t t taking their land back and bl blocking off the road, and now RCMP is getting called in, and we'll see how that develops. Yeah, um, and in Guatemala, there's protests against Canadian mining um, in uh, Maya indigenous community that have, have, have gotten pretty heavily militarized at this point. So there's that's a, fun. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of there's stuff, a lot of stuff. On, on the yeah. ecological defense uh, side of things, mm -hmm. um, in, including including in you know the Pacific Northwest here with all of with all of the forests and and such in this area. And part of this kind of exploration into into ecological defense, I wanted to talk with some people who are a little a little bit more well versed uh, in this type of thing than I am. Uh, so I've uh, there's uh, two people have ag agreed to talk with us, um, Sam and Kat, both people who work who work on this kind of thing from like an activism standpoint. Um, yeah, say hi. Hello. Hey y'all. Uh, so very very thankful that they are going to be talking with us today. So I thought we could we could probably just start by kind of discussing what forest defense is. And how it kind of has a history, specifically in this area, but but kind of more broadly. Like if, if people listened to the Earth First episodes, you know that kind of that covered like anti pipeline stuff. But we we didn't really get much into like forest defense and you know like the traditional like tree sits and that kind of thing. Um, so so yeah, what's what's up with defending the forest? What's 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 going on with that? Um, yeah, thanks for that great intro. Um, I mean, forest defense is, I think, probably the most characteristic um, type of direct action in this bioregion. And here we're talking from Cascadia right now. I actually moved out here from the East Coast 10 years ago specifically to get involved with forest defense because this place has an incredibly rich history um, of people basically just throwing down, risking life and limb to stop chainsaws from taking down some of the oldest and most special forests out here. Um, and so I'd say, you know, for, forest defense direct action is in a lot of ways rooted right here um, in this bioregion. And obviously, um, like all kinds of movements, things have changed over the course of time. Um, back in the 80s um, when and, and 70s, when forest defense was really, really kicking up and stopping old growth logging specifically out here when it was kind of like rampant old growth um, clear cutting. Um, it really took the shape of trying to focusing on ecology, focusing on the integrity of these ecosystems and basically like doing everything possible to stop the chainsaws. And um, now, obviously, a lot has changed. Uh, we have the Northwest Forest Plan and some policies which are doing better to kind of like protect old places and old forests. But at the same time, the same shit is happening. Um, you know, the timber industry is great at using euphemisms to kind of cover up its clear cutting anyways and finding policy loopholes to target some incredible places. And now I think um, where we're at with like the direct action movement is we're in the context of climate change. So we're not just defending forests for the sake of these like incredible ecological strongholds, but we're also defending them because we recognize that forest defense is climate defense. This is a like environmental justice issue. It's a human issue. It's a community issue. Um, and so now direct action, I think, is, um, you know, happening not just in the name of our forest, but in the name of our communities and our future. Um, but it's just as um, rich um, now as it has ever been. And um, especially right now, and especially since the 2020 fires, which I know we'll get into, people have been um, throwing down all over this bioregion to protect what's left of our forests. Yeah, and I think it's it's good to get into kind of 
why how the fires have impacted this because one of the shady things that has been done is we had I think most people in the country are aware Oregon had unprecedented wildfires uh, this year, and we had well, unprecedented wildfires yeah. last year, and we, we, we're going to have unprecedented wildfires every year for a while. Um, and whenever these fires run through, they don't like destroy every tree in their wake, but they char them, and logging companies then come in under the guise of like, well, we have to make this area safe so that like the fires don't burn here next year, so we got to cut down all of these trees um and and clear cut this part of area of public forest so like as you're driving around in forests that you used to be able to do stuff in you'll find areas that are just like blocked off because mining companies are coming or logging companies are coming through and clear cutting all of these trees that could very easily recover from the fire um or that weren't even burned by it but were just like in this area that they said okay well we have to clear this out in order to make it safe and it's kind of this way to like back door in the guise of fire protection, like expand logging. Yeah. And just to add to that too, the logging companies love to say that the reasons we have increased wildfire is because there's an overgrowth in the forest because of the Northwest forest plan, because there's more protections for the forest. Fires are happening worse because we're not getting there logging the forest and removing all the fuel. Mm-hmm. So you have like this two part thing that like Kat just mentioned, where like on the one hand, companies are like, we need to log more to prevent wildfire, which is bullshit. And we can talk about why. Yeah. And on the other hand, after fires burn through an area, they're like, we need to log because we need to help the forest recover ecologically. Also, we need to salvage all of the timber before it rots and goes bad <laughs> and like uh-huh. all of these reasons. And so basically it's just like fire has become the excuse to just like log preemptively and log after the fact and yeah it's a total total shit show yeah i mean i think this yeah. this kind of falls into capitalists trying to use climate change as just another way to find things to extract and things to grow on right it's they're they're going to try to find their own way to sneak in when all of this you know cl- ecological disaster is happening to you know sell you whatever green safe product is going to help against the collapse or you know package things in a way that makes it seem like it's solving this, you know, problem, but it's actually, it's part of, it's part of the same thing. You, you or see so like, you ethically every, logged every wood from the, yeah. Yeah, 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 right? It's, it's, you see this in every single industry and it's always, it's, it's going to be like this because this is the only way that capitalism knows how to address this issue is by just turning it into another, <clears throat> turning it into another thing to consume and another thing to sell and package. Pretty, pretty grim. Yeah, and totally. there's, I mean, there's cascading effects too because they they cut down these trees in under the guise of making it safe for the next fire season, but which also makes a big chunk of land a lot more vulnerable to like mudslides and the torrential raining that we're having right now, mm-hmm. um, and that's also going to get more common because that's how fucking climate change works. It's it's just like the comprehensive fuckery, comprehensive fuckery, and let us yeah. be clear too that logging doesn't actually work to prevent wildfire. You know, even, it, you know, they, they say that it does, but the kind of logging that they do in the name of wildfire prevention just looks like clear cuts. And we have a pretty robust body of science now showing that those kinds of activities actually make fire hazard more severe for local communities. So that's like one of the things they're doing. And we've been calling it just gaslighting. Like they're yeah. gaslighting all of us by saying, you know, there's nothing to see here. There's nothing to see here we're taking care of you all, you know, we're barely logging at all. And then we've got community members on the ground, um, despite the closure orders who are like, actually, there's a lot to see here. And you all are like 
completely devastating the landscape and further harming our communities. Um, so yeah, it's total gaslighting. Yeah. And Oregon has both in terms of like watching fires and watching logging, some like rules that are not in place in other areas, especially for like, even for, for press and, and the like, like it's, it's actually hard to get in to look at this stuff, um, without, you know, breaking some sort of law technically, which is not at all shady. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's another important thing. And maybe Kat can jump on too, is just, um, basically, I mean, I think what people aren't understanding is that after the fires, the, these federal forest managers closed gates and essentially, um, are converting public land into private land by, you know, using the threat of violence to kick people out if they go onto their public land. And since 2020, and they say until 2023, at least, the only folks allowed behind these gates are cops and loggers. And so this is like literally, um, you know, the enclosure of our public lands and like the privatization of our public lands so that cops and loggers can do whatever the hell they want. Yep. And it's the kind of thing, I mean, it's the kind of thing that people... If you're, if you're, if the, if the Bundys and that group actually meant the stuff they were saying, like the rhetoric they were putting out, it's the kind of thing they would be pissed off about too. Cause you're right. It is the enclosure of public land by the government, um, and corporations without any kind of, uh, consent from the people who are supposed to be the collective owners of that land. It's, it's, uh, uh, again, something that a lot of people should be angry about who aren't angry about because there's been this huge propaganda campaign in the Northwest about timber unity and the like, and like supporting the timber industry, um, by destroying, like the single greatest gift this entire part of the world has. Uh, it's it's pretty frustrating. Yeah. Frustrating. Anyway, I have to, we have to actually have a quick break so I can go watch my soccer game at the Timber Stadium. Uh, mm -hmm. Completely unrelated. So I'll mm -hmm. be right back. I'm going to drive out to Wheeler, Oregon myself, but we all have different <laughs> things to do during the break. Um, but also in the break, I guess we could probably do an ad break here because why not? All right. Yeah, everybody loves ads. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. 
could just be in me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. And we're back. Still talking about uh, forced defense. I want to. There's something that people should probably know before we go further about the way that that Oregon works. So for a while, Oregon is a place where you can't get elected um, in a lot of parts of a lot of populated parts of Oregon if you're a Republican. So the Republicans just play nice um, and and pretend and like throw out some some social justicey language while while still doing all of the extractive stuff they were going to do anyway. And that's the story with, like, Ted Wheeler um, and his family. So Ted Ted Wheeler, the mayor of Portland, comes from timber money. His father was a major Republican donor. Not that the Democrats don't have a lot of extractive history behind them, but, like, it's, it's very obvious what's happening with the Wheelers, where um, they were huge Republican donors and huge backers of the right. And then Oregon had this kind of switch politically, um, and so Ted Wheeler just started – Throwing out nice social justicey language, but the the whole you know he's he's I'm sure going to make a run for governor at some point in the near future, and you, you've got this like this dressed up, uh, ex- very extractive logging industry and politicians that always find a way to kind of make it seem palatable to the liberal majority. Um, that and they've gotten pretty good at that because it doesn't. Uh, I don't know. I, I think maybe we're coming to the end of this period, but like I haven't, I haven't seen up until this last year a lot of widespread kind of outrage about the clear cutting. Um, and they also hide it pretty well. Like if you're driving through these beautiful public forests in Oregon, the areas that are right along the road will generally be pristine, and you'll see old growth and everything. But sometimes you can see as you like turn a corner or something that like, oh, that old growth only goes back. A couple of couple of dozen yards, and then it's a clear cut, um, and they'll 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 hide it so that it's it's not as obvious because they know it upsets people. So there's this there's this kind of surprisingly um, surprisingly thorough campaign to do as much of this as possible without uh, upsetting people, um, which which means there's a potential to upset people, which means there's a potential to actually stop this if enough people get upset, but it's. You know, you're 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 going against folks who have thought a lot about how to do this in a way that isn't going to upset the apple cart. So, how do you upset the apple cart? I guess is what I'm asking. 
Well, I think one way that we upset the apple cart is by bringing people out to these places. And, you know, in the action that happened on Tuesday, that looked like disrupting and disobeying a federal closure order Mm -hmm. in order to bring people out to these places, um, you know, basically metaphorically walking behind what you were describing, the beauty strip along the highway and seeing what's behind it. Um, And, you know, as we were saying earlier, unfortunately, because of all these federal closure orders after the fire, that looks like risking, um, you know, repercussions, state repression, um, arrest even um, in order to just lay eyes on it. But that is the way that we tip the apple cart. We get people to see these places so that it cuts through the gaslighting that the industry is doing and people can literally viscerally feel and see the damage. Um, and there's no way to convince them that that's OK once they see it. And how do you do about, go about like finding people to bring into this, convincing people to come? Like what does kind of that effort look like? You want to answer this one, Kat? You did a ton of recruitment. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, I think a big part of it is getting them while they're young. Um, I think that like young people right now are already pretty radicalized um, compared to 10 years or so, probably because of, I think, George Floyd and Black Lives Matter and social, the use of social media in those movements. Um, so I am a college student and we're seeing like so many people coming in and ready to throw down. Like they just cannot wait to get involved and will kind of just show up to anything. Um, so I think that that's like a major tactic for sure. Um, and then also making sure that when you have like a, an action that you're recruiting people for, that it's, um, very easy to plug in. It's like very accessible, um, and kind of just like having it organized very well. So it's not daunting to come in. Do you want to add to that, Sam? Well, just to like share a little more about like how we did that with this particular action that happened on Tuesday. Um, basically, you know, we, it was a Tuesday, rainy, freezing, middle of the forest, planning this action did not think, and and behind a federal closure order, so everyone on site risking arrest. Um, And planning this action, it felt like we would be lucky as shit if we got 10 people out there. Um, But I will say um, it was easy as shit to get 50 people out there. And that's That's because people care. Um, And, you know, I think we did in terms of organizing strategy, we use the affinity group model. And so we had a core, you know, there was a core group of organizers and those organizers recruited through affinity groups and their affinity groups. And um, that helped to keep kind of information secure and, um, you know, everything tightly organized, but um, people want, people were really desiring to get together and do something, especially like the past couple of years of COVID people are just like eager to do something um, and on top of that, you know, we we promised that this isn't just an opportunity to potentially get arrested, but this is an educational opportunity and a movement building opportunity. So while the road was blocked um, with a slash pile and a fire truck, there were workshops going on. There were um, hikes going on in the forest that's supposed to be cut. Um, there was discussions about know your rights trainings and affinity groups. We had um, a band um, playing on top of a fire truck and there was a dance party. And basically, you know, we were like building community and solidarity um, in a positive way while fucking shit up. I think that's the key. <laughs> and I mean, where do you, uh, how, how do you, how, like, what is the, mm, I mean, let me think of a way to phrase this. What is kind of the next step here? Because they 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 haven't started logging this area yet, but they're kind of doing like the pre prep work. Um, what do you what do you think actually 
can be done to to halt it? Like, is it is it a, a pro? Like, because I, I, it, it seems to me that it's there's got to be like a mix of tactics there to actually get them to stop. And and you're dealing with a number of different um, threats, including not just you know, at the state level, but these federal closure orders. Like, what is I don't know what it, what does the path forward look like to you? Yeah, so there's a preliminary injunction um, being forth by some nonprofits. And so this is a really good example of different tactics coming in. And so um, the preliminary injunction is basically to state that what they're doing, the Forest Service is doing, is illegal. Um, but before that that can be passed, they can come in at any point and log the area. And so that's where direct action comes in to slow them down and halt them as much as possible until the courts can process that injunction. And that gotcha. feels really huge too. Like yeah. what Kat just said is like, where is the place of direct action in forest defense? This is like the golden moment for direct action. While there's like an open legal case that we're waiting on a judge to settle and the timber industry is like coming in ready to moot out the case by logging before it can even be decided. And like to just add a little bit more backstory too on like another reason why people are so pissed about this um, is that, you know, this watershed has been, I think, like beloved and also embattled since the 80s. Like the infamous Easter massacre logging event happened in the same watershed where- Could you, could you explain? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, totally. Um, it, it In 1989, um, a timber company was planning to clear cut log old growth forest out there and started moving on it on Easter um, in the snow. And a bunch of badass direct action activists set up a five tiered blockade on a logging road to hold off the logging and successfully did for um, days and days until a bunch of them, I think over a dozen folks got arrested, thrown in jail, and the forest was clear cut. Um, So hence, you know, the Easter massacre name, Um, but a ton of folks who, you know, still work in forest defense in the spy region were there and remember that story. And were with us um, when we were out there this week telling that story. And, you know, since then, between 1989 and now, people have been showing up again and again and again in this watershed because it is so special to try and fight off logging. And myself and Kat have been a part of efforts over the past handful of years to um, fight off a number of logging projects out there. We were successful in doing that. We actually like smacked the Forest Service's grubby hands off of a bunch of old growth because our scrappy friends spent days exploring this watershed and documenting, doing like site-specific science, uh, citizen science documentation and giving it to the Forest Service. And we fought them and won and protected a bunch of the forest And then the fires came through and they closed the gates and they secretly changed all of these contracts to include clear cut logging. And so that is why there is an open lawsuit, because we believe it's illegal what they're doing. It's sketchy and illegal. Yeah. But it does it does illustrate like kind of the depth of the fight necessary, not just in forest defense, but at all efforts of kind of resisting the extractive industries that are driving a lot of climate change. It's it's not enough. It's never enough to win the first victory. They're going to find some way to 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 swoop around at the flanks and try to take it away from you, like they're doing right now, um, which is exhausting. Um, it seems exhausting, but uh, it doesn't mean it, it. You can ignore it. 
it's fucking exhausting. Yeah. What I always say is like our forest, our federal management agencies, they like suffer from this powerful amnesia where they just like keep coming back with the same bullshit proposals. But like our movement does not suffer from that. And we are just like building power and getting stronger and getting more successful. So like when people left on Tuesday, um, there was a promise that people will be back if logging happens. And we're very sure that that will be the case. And if if people are in the Cascadian bioregion and uh, are like, well, this sounds pretty sweet. I want to I want to I want to keep keep some trees where they are as opposed to putting them on the back of a truck to drive somewhere else. Uh, how could they get involved? Where where might they reach out to? Well, there's a few different groups who were a part of this. Um, definitely um, the Portland Rising Tide, Cascadia Forest Defenders. Um, Kat can talk about Climate Justice League and um, maybe the action that you all put on yesterday as a follow-up and like how folks can get involved with that. Um, but basically, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter um, and Instagram and and please, um, you know, keep a lookout because we will be we'll be getting it out far and wide if there is a call for folks to get out there again. Yeah, and Climate Justice League is an org um, at the University of Oregon, and people are free to just join the organization. Community members are also involved. Um, but we did put on an event yesterday where Tyler Ferris of Ferris Logging or Ferris Timber um, who is actually the company that bought the rights to Brighton Bush, which was the area where we did um, the action on Tuesday. He was giving a speech at the University of Oregon um, to talk about post-fire logging, which was just like crazy timing. They kind of just like put it in our lap. And so we recruited from that action. We're like, let's disrupt the hell out of this um, talk. And so we like showed up and kind of tried to sneak in. They were having Zoom issues, which like luckily distracted them from the fact that there was like, 40 or 50, like, pretty punk anarchy-looking kids in the room. Um, but we, like, let him go on for a little bit, and then we started to ask him questions that he obviously didn't know the answer to. Um, we kept, like, asking questions about, you know, the science says this, but you're stating this. Where are you getting your science from? And he kept saying things like, well, that's more of a political question, and the statistics don't really back up what you're saying. Um, and then, yeah, we just chanted and made him really nervous. Yeah, and as a heads up, if you're if you're looking to win an argument on a Zoom call, you can just say uh, the statistics don't back you up without citing statistics. It's 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 really the easiest way to do that. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Me. 
Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. I guess I am kind of curious for like, you guys said you've, you've prevented, you know, some of this stuff in the past by doing stuff like documentation um and you know when 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 that kind of thing becomes not enough you know this this area does have a a a, a rich history of kind of direct action stuff to protect forests with again also like a mixed success like by no means does direct action always always work to do anything right now we still have the line three pipeline we still have all of these things that direct action has tried to prevent but it turns out a lot of the kind of direct action that's associated with these type of like ecological things is 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 kind of more performative than anything else you know like it it is kind of like a, a tree sit is about gaining media media like publicity because they're gonna get you down right like eventually and it's and it's and it's gonna be painful because like you're not going to be sitting up there for years to 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 prevent the tree from being logged so how how close do you think we are into to like reaching that kind of territory like it was in like the 90s and 80s where it is like a lot of a lot of people like blocking off roads and doing and and doing that kind of thing you know more like you know, once it crosses into that, it's more like autonomous. It's not. It's not like led by a single organization by any means. It's more. It's more decentralized. But do you see that kind of happening soon? And you know, how 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 do you think we can balance out direct action with like other like thoughtful means of trying to draw attention to these things and maybe actually and, and other things like like actually physically physically preventing the logging of certain areas. That's such a good question. And um, I, I'm really thankful that we're talking about strategy because um, like, kind of like I mentioned, I moved out here like 10 years ago to do forest defense work and have seen so many instances in where people are trying to do direct action in a, in a time and space where it doesn't make sense, um, where it's like basically slated to it's going to lose because um, it's just impossible to, as you said, you know, hold this blockade for weeks and weeks and weeks in the snow um, indefinitely, you know, as we, you know, as they continue to try to log indefinitely. So there's definitely a sweet spot for where um, the sort of kind of, the, the sort of direct action that we're talking about, like blockading, where that is most useful. 
Yeah. And that sweet spot is definitely when there is another decisive move, like another like legal victory that's waiting in the wings. Or, um, you know, we won one in Washington without a legal victory because we shamed the shit out of the Department of Natural Resources in the Seattle Times. And they were like, whoa, we're sorry. Um, and so direct action held off something until we were able to sufficiently shame them and deter them. But typically they don't shame well. Um, and so typically, um, you know, we need a legal there needs to be a legal element um, backing it up. So direct action yeah. is a time buyer. But that said, like, obviously blockading things is not the only type of direct action. And part of the rich history of forest defense in this fire region is other kinds of more um, necessarily, you know, discrete kinds of direct action that um, obviously, you know, I'm um, not a part of speaking on this radio show, but nope. um, would would publicly, um, you know, say like those things probably need to happen. And I hope they fucking happen. What, 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 what I could say is that I've I've seen these things happening in other places, like in like in the Atlanta defending forest uh, movement right now. I have I, I have seen evidence that individuals not associated with any group are uh, putting spikes in trees. And that is that is that is something that is happening. Right. And all that takes is one person. Right. It's that's not like a group of 20 people going into the forest to do that. That's like one person in, in an afternoon. Right. So those are the types of like single person direct actions, which again, yeah, any type of direct action is, is going to be scary. Right. You're you're once you start doing that, that is, you know, that introduces certain things that will is is kind of is kind of more frightening to you as a person. Um, but but it's it is something that is happening in other places, um, and it has shown to at the very least upset the people who are wanting logging to happen. Generally, they're not thrilled when they when they find when when they find these things. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, it feels <laughs> like it's like it's. I mean, I think like when it comes down to it, it's like about knowing what your goal is with this tactic, like on, you know, in, in the action that happened this past week, there was an understanding that the goal was to, you know, shine a light on this thing that's happening in secrecy, shame the forest service and build movement, movement building so that we're ready uh, yeah. when people need to throw down for real. And, and, and that might happen soon. We weren't trying to hold the space for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, that wasn't the goal. So like going in being like, what kind of an action are we trying to do? What are we trying to accomplish? Are we trying to be decisive? Are we trying to like shape the conditions necessary for success and like culture build? Are we trying, like, what are we actually trying to do? And then like coming away with that. Having, having that, having a clear sense of that beforehand, I think really, really is crucial. Cause I, I've definitely uh, observed direct actions where that is not the case and people have not th th thought those things through and it becomes the kind of unfun version of chaos um, where, you know, things things don't really get done and you're just kind of sitting around and everyone's kind of slightly miserable because, again, you're in a freezing forest um, and no one really knows what the hell they're doing. Um, so definitely having those kind of things thought through beforehand is extremely useful when you're deciding to trudge your way into uh some cold dark woods yeah um, we're going for chaotic good not chaotic evil yeah well a little bit of chaotic well it depends it depends what it depends what, what we mean by evil 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 to some people we we yeah anyway um and any other kind of uh historical notes on forest defense or any other kind of random random tidbits you'd, you'd like to mention before before we close out the one thing that i feel like is super important to say to people is that Forest defense is not just about protecting forests. It's about protecting all of us. 
We know now like forest defense is climate defense. Our forests are our best natural tool for fighting climate change. And also like we need them here. Most of Oregonians, 80% get their drinking water from forested watersheds. Like they literally are sustaining all of us. And so, yeah, we hope folks join, like not just for the sake of like being, you know, hippie tree huggers, even though, you know, some of us are, but also because like we need to survive as a people and as a planet and um, forests are our best way to do that. It's it's the cheapest, most advanced form of carbon capture we have yet. So yeah, it seems seems kind of a uh, asinine to chop that all down to build some shitty sheds. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's a a, a sewed. It could happen here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website coolzonemedia.com or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.